You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we have an interview. As you can see, I've been doing a lot more of these lately. I decided to get back into some interviews and talking to some people and hearing what they have to say. And you're going to like what Mr. Troy Francis has to say. Troy Francis is a dating coach and he has come from the London scene, the day game scene. I don't know if you ever heard about daygame.com. Actually, let's see if they're still around. I don't know if they're still around. I know they kind of split up and broke up. Looks like there is a website still, but I don't know if they ever update it or this is even a thing anymore. But either way, he kind of comes from that scene. He wasn't part of that company, but he's here to share with us his entire guide, like A to Z here in terms of meeting women during the day. Now, I'm I'm in full awareness that this is maybe not something that we're doing right now. I know that in the release of this episode, even though this is going to be on the podcast forever, but I'm, I understand that this is not something we're doing right now. So you might be thinking, well, you know, Trip, why are you talking about this? But here's the thing. Eventually, and hopefully very soon, at least in the next couple months, you will be going back out there. This is not going to last forever. You're not going to be quarantined forever. You're going to be going out, talking to women, and this is going to be a thing of the past. And yes, you will have opportunities to go up to women and talk to them. And because of that, you need to learn how to do it. And so what better way than start taking notes now and start getting everything kind of figured out and get everything in order and do some studying because you have the time to do it. And this is your opportunity here. And we go over in detail, every single step of what to do. I'm talking from approach and opening and what to say when you first see a girl into continuing conversation into the close. And I'm telling you, Troy has got some really cool concepts, really cool techniques that make meeting women during the day so stupidly simple. I know that it's still challenging to go and talk to women. You might be dealing with some approach anxiety or conversation skills, but he breaks it down into its most simplest form so then you can go out and practice that and becomes easier. So this is the easiest it could possibly be because it explains so simply. So I kind of call it the, the day game masterclass because it's everything about approaching to close and you're going to get it full right here. So yes, while you might not be doing it right now, I still wanted to do an episode on this so you can be prepared for going out there when it is time. So take notes. This is a note taker for sure, because you're going to be going and getting here some of the actual step-by-step techniques to do. And you might want to try to remember them instead of trying to come back here and listen again, just write it down. Although, of course, you can always come back and listen. But yeah, take notes and really try to think about what this is going to be like when you're finally back out there meeting women. I'm going to stop rambling and let you listen to the episode. Here's my interview with Troy, all about meeting women during the day. What's up, Troy? How you doing, man? All good, man. All good. How are you, sir? I am doing just fine, even though the world is crazy and we're a little, we're a little cooped up. But you know, I'm uh, I'm doing just okay. 
And you're located in England, right? Yes, I'm in lockdown London as we speak in my secret bunker south of the river. So (laughs) yeah, it's, um, it's a strange time for sure. But you know, there it is. We have to go through it and we will come out on the other side. So yeah, you're, you're saying earlier that you feel that there's going to be like an explosion. Like, you know, eventually when we're out of this, there, there will be some, some good stuff happening. Maybe you can talk to a little bit about that. Well, I've been saying really for a while since the, the lockdowns and restrictions came into play, certainly the UK, my feeling was initially this is not good for obvious reasons the virus and also the, the implications on everyone's social life. But then I started thinking about it and I, I thought, I, I suspect what's going to happen here is that we're going to see, because everyone's repressed at the moment and they're forced into this really weird situation where nobody can go out and talk to each other and socialize, I think what we're going to see on the other side of that is basically like an explosion of sexual activity when we come out on the other side, which if you are in the game and you are... You're, you're looking for dating opportunities or indeed relationship opportunities. I think the playing field is going to be wide open as we start to come out of this. And actually, to some extent, even before, I mean, I hear stories about, you know, things that are happening in terms of online dating and so on, uh, even under the surface now. But I think certainly by the time the restrictions start to get lifted, it's going to be pretty crazy. So guys would be advised to sort of be prepared for that and to get themselves into the best shape for game as, as they can. And so you think that they can do that now in in preparation? I think they can, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, look, there's there's two sides to this. Because on the one hand, I'm a very practical sort of guy. Like, I think something like games, something like interpersonal dynamics, it can only be learned by going out into the field and actually doing, you know, actually going and talking to girls, actually having interactions, right? Having said that, you know, we are all in this very unusual position where, to a large extent, that's off limits just for the moment. And so there is a hell of a lot you can do. You know, there's a load of material out there, your own stuff. You know, I've got stuff on my channel. There's, there's a wealth of, of material out there that guys can, can look to. I've got a course coming out at the end of, of April, which I'll, you know, maybe talk about in a bit. But, you know, there, there's so much stuff that's out there. And you can really work on yourself a lot during this period. And you can do self-improvement type stuff. And you can even do exercises. like. I mean, one thing that I advise guys to do is actually talk to camera, record, record videos of yourself talking to camera. You don't have to put them out on YouTube or anything, but just, just the act of doing it will get you better when you're in a, 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 an interpersonal interaction with a girl. I like that. That's a really good tip because if you think about it, when you're talking to a camera, you have to look right into the camera. So boom, yeah. there you're practicing eye contact. And yes... It's a little bit more difficult to, you know, it's not a person. So they're not going to be talking to you where you can listen and, and work off of them. But at the very least, you can work on talking to someone, practicing eye contact by looking. And also, it's a little weird, right? It's a little uncomfortable. You've probably never talked into a camera before and you've probably yeah. never done it alone. And that's good, right? So that, that awkwardness, that weirdness, at least that's something that is somewhat similar to the awkwardness that you're going to feel when you're talking to a woman. So yeah. yeah, it's not exactly the same thing, but it is going to be a little strange to do that. So might as well try, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think just being able to talk for a period of time about a topic is a really useful thing because guys, as you know, I mean, guys will 
have approach anxiety. And the, the question that people will usually have is, well, what do I say? How do I open? But of course, the opener, it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, the opener could be almost anything. The opener could be like, hey, I'm Troy. How are you? You know, that could be the opener. The big problem that you've really got is what do you do next? What do you say next? And in my experience, what you need to do is to, is to keep talking for a period of time. You need to make an observation about her and, and then talk around that for a little while just so that she becomes comfortable and so that she's got something to kind of hook onto. But if you find that difficult, and you know a, a lot of us do without having had some, some training or some practice, then that can kind of stifle your interactions because you can go up to the girl and say, hey, you're cute. And she goes, oh, yeah, thank you. And then it's a bit awkward. And then she just says, well, have a nice day. And she walks off. So to prevent that happening, the more practice you can have with just being able to improvise a little bit, the better. And I think you can do that on your own. You can do that as, as an exercise. You can set yourself a little, you know, right, I'm going to talk for one minute about this random word or that random word. And you can really start to build that muscle. You actually just gave me an idea for another video, which maybe I'll do on mm. YouTube, is it'd be cool to do a video where I have random girls just saying kind of random sentences. And then you can pause the video and you can you can respond to whatever she says based off of what she says and then keep yeah. on practicing that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I do sometimes think, I don't know if you feel this, but I do sometimes think since I got into this, doing this stuff, you know, like particularly YouTube, I mean, I've, I've actually done my podcast for longer than YouTube, but I've been doing YouTube for, for a while and, you know, certainly my current channel I've had for over a year now. And... Sometimes guys will say, well, how do I get better at talking to girls? How do I get better in you know, finding things to say in social situations? And I sometimes think, do you know what? If you did a YouTube channel talking about it, that would, that would really help. But of course, many guys aren't doing you know, what we're doing. So they kind of, in, in a funny way, they don't have that advantage. But then you think around it, you sort of think, well, but the fundamental mechanics of it is just looking into a camera and talking about something and trying not to fumble too much. And anybody can do that. It doesn't matter if you're publishing or not. You can still do that as an exercise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then hopefully prepare yourself for when you go out and do this in the real world. And that's what mm. we're getting into on this episode and you know, really talking about what it means to meet women during the day. And I've done a few episodes on this before, but I'm interested in talking to you about it because every... Every coach or, or you know, instructor has a different way of going about it. I don't think any way is right or wrong. I think every way is, is different for everyone. And there's so many different ways to skin a cat here. So I'm really curious mm -hmm. with you, Troy, what are your steps in terms of going out and being able to successfully meet women during the day? And you know, how does it start? Because I'm in belief that this is one of the best ways to meet women. And I'm sure you yeah. because you, you told me you teach a lot of it. And, talk a lot of it. And it just, it's such a great way because it's really practical. You know, it's yeah. like you're always going out. You're always like running an errand. You're, you can walk around. It's, it's so available. Obviously not right now, but you know, when the world, you know, gets back mm -hmm. to normal and like it was before, it's so available to you. It's like, oh, you want to go try and, and practice conversation or get a date? Cool. Go walk outside. You know, hopefully it's not freezing, but even in the times when it is, if you live in a city where people are walking around, it's pretty busy. I mean, really, you have a. What I'm saying here is, you have a lot of opportunities. So yeah. I just wanted to dive in with you and hear what your kind of guide is from A to Z in terms of where to start and how to do it, and some of the practical tips and how to get yeah. better. So you have the floor, man. Tell us, tell us how how you teach guys and and what you do. 
Yeah, sure, 100%. I mean, would it be helpful if I just talk a little bit about how I first got into it myself? Absolutely. Kick yeah, into in the... fact, I, I almost skipped that part over because I know there's probably a lot of guys listening who don't know who you are. And if they don't, well, here's your time. So tell us, how did you get into this? And how did you get better at it? And then what moved you to becoming a coach? And then we can yeah go from there. Yeah, sure. I mean, so basically, I've been in the whole sort of game, dating, pickup space, really since the early 2000s. Uh, it was actually like most people, I was listening to the, to the Richard LaRuina interview that you did last week. And, uh, you know, so many of us say we read the game, and then we got into this, this space. And that's kind of exactly how it was for me, really. I had been living elsewhere in the UK for a while. I'd moved back to London full time. I was sort of relatively kind of drift in terms of not having so many friends here. I mean, I had friends here, but not, you know, a massive social circle at the time. And I had a bit of a dry spell. I had a dry spell for a number of months. And I've been reasonably successful before with going out and meeting girls, hitting on girls in, in Manchester, where I was living before in the clubs and things. But it was very untutored. And I, I was in London. I had a bit of a dry spell for, for that period. And so I read the game and then I thought, okay, there's a way forward here. And I'd always sort of previously kind of shied away from pickup material, if you like, because it all felt, I just felt a bit sort of, sort of seedy in a way and a little bit sort of, I, just, I had the, the block that a lot of guys have, which is to think that I should just know this stuff intuitively. I shouldn't have to learn this stuff, right? So, but anyway, I went on to a, a forum that was very local to London that doesn't exist anymore. And there was a lot of guys on there at the time. I mean, I think Gambler, Richard LaRuina, I think he w had been on there. Adam Lyons was on there. So I met Adam Lyons through this. Tom Torero later was on it. Nick Krauser. Quite a few different, different people came up through that, that message board. And, you know, at first, what we were doing a lot of was, was night game because I was really into clubs. I was really into bars, all that kind of stuff. And so it's just a natural thing. You know, we go to these posh clubs in, in London and go and meet girls and, and, and everything else. But there was always sort of like a day game element to it. I remember before we would go out, sometimes you go out in a group of people from the forum and we go into Leicester Square, which is the, you know, one of the main busy sort of tourist kind of stroke theatre type areas here. We go into Leicester Square with people before we'd hit the bar or the club. And we'd say, right, okay, let's go and approach some girls. And we'd go and talk to like 5, 10, 15 or whatever girls, you know, before going to the club. So day game was always sort of like an element of it, I suppose. But nevertheless, I, I'd always sort of seen it as a bit of a warm-up exercise in a way before doing night game rather than it being a thing in its own right. And then after about, I suppose it was 2006 or maybe going into 2007, you suddenly guys started talking about day game as being this separate entity in its own right. And that was kind of when I started to really get into it and get really excited about it in its own right as a, a thing on its own, if you see what I mean. So what happened was, and this was quite a revelation for me, I'd never, apart from doing those sort of warm-up exercises prior to going to a club, I'd never really done day game properly. And on the forum that I was a part of, people were experimenting with different openers and different, you know, ways of... What year is this right now? So this is sort of like 2006, I think, maybe, 2000, maybe 2007. I think 2006 it was quite early on. 
And people were experimenting with like different openers, different ways to start a conversation. And, you know, for me, this was kind of mind-blowing because it's sort of like, so you mean you just walk up to somebody you don't even know in the street and, you, you know, you're not even in a bar. She's not even drunk. You're, there's no alcohol involved. This is, you know, what, this is nuts. But somebody had said that he was using this opener of just walking up to the girl and saying, hey, you're beautiful. And then sort of stopping. And there's always, hey, you're beautiful. And then I'm, tr- I'm Troy. And like putting your hand out to shake. That was his opener. And, I, and I'm not making any comment on whether that's a great opener or not. It, it kind of probably isn't. But, you know, that was just something that this dude was experimenting with at the time. And so I thought, okay, sorry, I'm going to try this. So it was one evening. I've been at work. And I think I've met up with some friends afterwards. And I went through Euston Station, which is one of the big railway stations here. And... I thought, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this opener. I'm going to, t- I'm going to go to a girl and say she's beautiful. And I, I walked into a, into a shop in the, on the station concourse and I saw a girl looking at some magazines or something, whatever she was going to buy. And I thought, right, I'm going to do it. So I, I, I stilled myself and I was like, got, got G'd up to do it. So I went up to her and I said, excuse me, you're beautiful. I'm Troy. And I thought, that the sky was going to open and that lightning, a lightning bolt was going to strike me and I was going to get sort of like decimated off the, you know, off the planet or something. I, I, I thought this is, you know, the, the earth is going to open and swallow me up. And actually what happened was she said, she turned and she smiled and she said, hey, thank you. That was really not, thank you. That was so nice of you to come and say that to me. That was really, really cool, you know. Now she blew me out. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get the number. She said um, she, you know, she said I. I, I, I'm, I that was really nice. I've, I've actually got a boyfriend, but thank you for coming up to me and saying that. It's made my day. Something like that. And we had a little bit of a chat, and then I, I just ejected. And that completely changed everything for me in the game. Just that one incident, because even though I didn't get the number, and even though you know, I don't know whether she was making an excuse or what. It doesn't really matter. I realized in that moment that you could do this. You could actually walk up to anybody that you found attractive at any time of the day and start a conversation with them that could lead somewhere. And that was like an amazing, that was one of the, the probably the most profound learnings that I had in my whole game experience that you could do that. It's pretty mind blowing, isn't it? I had a very yeah. similar experience. I feel like a lot of guys who go through this and see success, that everyone has the same experience. It's like you yeah. don't think it's possible. And then you, you know, it's not necessarily all the time you, does the first interaction, you know, go as well as it did with you, where a girl doesn't completely reject you hard. But eventually, if you persist, you do end up getting that positive reaction eventually. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. Okay. So this doesn't have to be so bad. And this is actually possible. And then eventually, you know, the guy ends up getting an, an even better interaction where he even gets a number from a girl. And then, boom, your, your mind is just completely blown. Like, wow, this yeah. doesn't have to be at the bar or the club, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually, what happened for me was that it then quite quickly became almost addictive. And it, it, you almost can go too far the other way. Because I was working a, a corporate job at the time, so I was traveling on the subway every morning into work, and you'd see all these pretty girls around. And it, it can almost become this thing where you think everybody is fair game. Everybody in the city, suddenly it becomes... And then you get that guilt. If you don't approach her, and you saw a really hot girl and you really fancied her, and then for whatever reason you don't approach her, then you think, then you feel bad about it for the next two hours because you think, oh God, I just should have gone up to her. You know, so it's in one sense, it's amazing. 
because you've got all of this choice that you didn't think you had before. But on the other hand, you have to be a bit careful about it not becoming this all-consuming thing that you're just doing the whole time and feeling really bad about yourself if you don't do it, which is kind of where I got to. But I mean, you know, I've had an amazing time with it. I continue to have an amazing time with it. And I would just, I would just approach as much as I could. And some, you know, those approaches then started to turn into numbers and then they would, the numbers would turn into dates and then the dates turned into actually only I'm having sex with the, you know, with the girls. And, and once that started to happen, once I realized this was possible, it just, you know, as I say, it just, it just it changed everything for me. Because if you think about all the rigmarole of going to a club, you know, you've got to, you've got to dress up, you've got to go out quite late at night, you've got to have money to, to get in and pay for drinks, you've got to deal with all the BS with the doorman and the cock blocks and all this kind of stuff. All of that was instantly taken out. And instead, you could be walking down the street and just see a really, really amazing girl and, you know, in many cases, be able to just walk up to her and just start a conversation with no, nothing getting in the way at all. And it, it was just incredible, you know? And it led to some of the most fruitful years of my game experience, if you like. So during this time, then, you must have picked up a lot of techniques or, or things that you could use or better practices in terms of, of being able to meet women during the day, I'm guessing, right? This is, which yeah. is why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in terms of actual techniques, I mean, I was, I experimented with just all, all kinds of different things. I mean, at first we were doing pretty much mystery method because that was the main thing that people knew about. So everyone had read the game, they'd read then the book, Mystery Method. And so we were effectively trying to, to recreate mystery method, but just in, the, in, a, in a shopping mall as opposed to a, a banging nightclub, basically. And that, you know, that worked to an extent. You know, I think anything can, can work if you, if you present yourself well, if you have the confidence and the sort of, you, you go in with energy and charisma and everything. But what then happened was that some guys in London were really, really focusing on, on day games specifically, and they kind of form, formulated it into something that became known as the London day game model. And the people that did that were, it was basically an organization called daygame.com, which doesn't, I don't think, really exist anymore. But the, the people who were associated with that were a guy called Yad, who was uh, a, you know, a dude living in London at that time. And then people like Tom Torero and also Nick Krauser, who wasn't part of that company, but he became very well known in day game circles and has done a lot of work in, in, in the field. And I think it was actually Nick Krauser and Tom who devised this thing called the London Day Game Model. And that's broadly what I, what I follow in terms of my technique. So would you, should I go through the steps of that? Yeah, let's do let it. So maybe we can start from the very beginning of you know, the approach and kind of what to do from there. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, the London day game model, and it was called that just because, I mean, London's a cool place to do day game, right? Loads of pedestrians, very walkable, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of guys were doing it in London at the time. But people have done this all over the world. So it's not like a, just a UK thing or anything like that. It's got five steps. The steps are open, stack, vibe, invest, and then close. So if we go through them from the beginning, so the first one obviously is open. So you, and this is the thing that everyone gets nervous about. They're not sure, you know, what to do. So in the London day game model, the open tends to be, you simply, you see the girl you're attracted to, you go up and you pay her a compliment. Now, 
that in itself is controversial because, you know, with the, uh, the history of like negging, you know, guys think, oh, no, but if you, if you go and pay a compliment, you're like supplicating and, and all of that. In my experience, that's not the case. So all you do, all I do is I'll, I'll see the girl, I'll go up to her and say, listen, I just saw you. I was over there. I just saw you. And I noticed that you look really cute. So I had to come up and speak to you. Hi, my name's Troy. And that is the opener. That opens the conversation. Okay. Now, the reason that, in my view, that's effective is because you're being very upfront about why you are stopping her. Okay. You know, there's no prevarication. You're not sort of pretending that it's something else. There can be no doubt that, you know, you want to be friends with her or you kind of want to. I don't know, go shopping with her or ask for some fashion advice or something like that. It's, it's very, very clear that you're going up to her because you're attracted to her. And, and I, I personally really like that as a way of proceeding. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I, I don't necessarily tell guys to use a compliment, but it's an, it's an interesting balance, right? Is if you go in too indirect it doesn't lead anywhere, right? So if you go like asking for directions or, or some sort of kind of, I don't know, situational opener, it's harder to get to that point to let the girl know, hey, I'm here because I'm interested in you. you know? yeah. So what I do, and again, there's different ways to do this. So I'm not, I'm not I'm putting down what you're saying in terms of the opener, but I just do it a little bit softer. So I just mm. tell guys, go up and say, hey, I'm Trip. Uh, I had to come meet you. So it's kind of... Yeah. Direct. She gets the idea. I just don't put out the compliment right away. Yeah. But you're. Yeah. But I, I want to hear what you have to say about that. So you found a lot of success though using the direct compliment in the opener. Yeah, I mean, I've used direct compliments. I mean, I do a variety of things, right? I mean, and and so the other thing you've got is is the question between direct and indirect, which is you know the age old question that people always talk about. And as you say, I mean, I, and, and I do indirect sometimes for sure. Yeah, the calls for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, when I coach guys, I'll often get them to do indirect as a, as a warm-up because it's kind of easier to... You can walk up and say, where Star- hey, do you know where Starbucks is? Do you know where the Apple store is? Yeah, exactly. Love it. Love directions as a, as yeah. a warm-up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll do that myself to warm up and sometimes I'll do that to open. I mean, but like you say, the difficulty you've got then is how do you then transition that to a conversation about the fact that you want to take her for drinks or that you kind of, you're attracted to her. It's, it, it can be clumsy because they kind of, the other thing is they kind of know, don't they? In my, I mean, well, either they don't know and they think that you're asking where Starbucks is and then you say, oh, by the way, you know, I have to say, you know, I know this great yeah, it, cocktail. It, it's place. weird. It's, it's so, it's, it's not smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she'll just be like, well, why didn't you just have the balls to say that in the first place? Or she kind of knows already that you fancied her and she knows that you've bottled out of it. And so she's going to sort of lose respect for you. So also as well, I think it's partly down to temperament. I mean, I'm a kind of a cut to the chase sort of guy. Do you know what I mean? And because I've been quite lucky to live in London where the population is big, there's, it's, there's you know, you, you won't, generally speaking, you're not going to see the same person twice, etc. Something like Manhattan or, you know, slightly smaller, but, you know, that sort of scale. I just like to churn through. So I like to go up and say, hey, listen, I saw you. You look really cute. Um, and there it is. And then you move into the rest of the model. But, you know, I mean, there, there are different ways of skinning a cat. And obviously, what, what I tend to do, if it's out on the street where there's a lot of space around, I tend to go direct. 
if it's somewhere where socially it's a little bit more difficult both for her and, and also for me, but, you know, for, for her, I might go a little bit more indirect. So if I'm in a store and I see a girl that I'm interested in, I'll, tend to, I'll probably tend to go direct, indirect then. And also there's more to talk about then as well because you've got stuff around you. You can talk about the surroundings. You can talk about the, the, the items on sale and things like that. So it kind, of, it kind of depends, really. You've got to calibrate it. But, I mean, I've taken it as far as going up to the girl and saying, as a joke, going up to the girl and saying, I just saw you over there, and just as you were walking past, I just fell in love with you. Now, that's kind of goofy, and it's, it's sort of like, it sounds chody, but obviously, it, it's all down to the delivery, and it's down to the way you look at her, right? And, and, and she, they know that you're doing it as a, you know, they, they, kind, of, they kind of know that you're a player, and you're, you're doing it from that perspective. And so then it becomes quite a cheeky kind of thing to say. So I've, you know, I've even taken it to that extent, which, you know, people may or may not agree with. But for me, it's worked really well. Cool. Okay, cool. So, so you, you, do, you deliver your opener. Yes. Now what? Now what happens? Because there's only so many responses that come out of their mouth when you do any of these openers, right? Like there's, there's like, yeah. so in, in a, that's kind of in a good way. So you're kind of, you can always be prepared since it's usually the same kind of response. So where do you take it? Well, then, in my view, and, and this is how the London day game model goes, is you, you, then need to, you then need to take some responsibility for carrying the conversation. And, of course, the classic thing that people tend to do is to, is to just go in with a load of questions. You know, so, so, what are you doing out today? Have you bought anything yet? Where do you work? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that, that's always sort of the number one mistake that you want to try and avoid. I mean, I think you can actually get away with some questions, but, you know, you want to try and avoid that. You want to carry, you want to carry the weight of the, the conversation a little bit at first. So the way that we do it is by, is by making assumptions about her and then, making, and then stacking those assumptions. So the classic things that you can talk about are where she's from, maybe what job she's got or what she's currently doing. So if she's got like a load of shopping bags, you might say, oh, I can see, I see you're a keen shopper. It looks like you've bought all of Harrods there. But then you want to spin off from that and, and, and just go into a little story, a little, little bit of storytelling. It doesn't have to be like, you know, Don Quixote or something, it, it, you know, not elaborate, but you just want to take it off a little bit. So you talk about something. So you might say, oh, you know, it looks like you bought all of Harrods there. I used to know a girl who works at, who works at Harrods. Did you know that they insure each shop worker for XXX million because they only hire the most attractive girls in the whole of London. And this girl that I knew, she was one of the most attractive girls. And, and then you just take it off into a little narrative like that. And what you're, you're waiting to happen is for her to hook into something that you say and then make some contribution to the conversation herself that you can then build on. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So yeah, I just want to kind of summarize it. It's doing assumption stacking. Yeah, and you're doing that based off of you can guess where she's from or where she lives. You can guess what she does. You can guess what she's been doing that day or something that she's been doing. So you kind yeah. of give an example based off of she was holding a bag from the department store, Harrods, or maybe yeah. whatever groceries or something. Mm -hmm. But you related it back to shopping. Yeah, I want to let's make it even harder. So if the girl is not holding anything and she's yeah. not walking a dog, and so at that point, do you just go to do you just go to guessing on where they're from or what they do for a living? Probably, yeah. I mean, one of those two tends to, to work well. So you might say, I mean, obviously, you know, here, 
it's it's quite international, so you can that's usually quite a good go to. I mean, obviously, if you're in an area where it's less so, that that might be more problematic. But you know, I might say something like, "Oh, you know, you look really Spanish." I was in Barcelona um, only last week, as it happens, and I tell you what, we saw some crazy stuff there. I was in uh, Las Ramblas, which is that area down near the marina, you know. And we were in this club and everyone was out partying and drinking. And all the Spanish girls there were crazy. They were just like dancing on the tables. So, you know, then you, you go off into some story. I'm not saying that you just make it up and it's complete BS. I mean, if I hadn't been in Barcelona, I might not, not say that. But that's sort of an example. You want to pull a, pull a story out and just sort of try to keep talking for a while. It's good if you can tease her in some way within that as well. So in that example, what I'm always trying to do is when I come into contact with the girl, I'm always trying to position her as the naughty, the naughty one, you know, position her as being the sort the of bad trouble, girl, yeah. the trouble, trouble yeah. yeah, the troublemaker. So, you know, and, and without getting into stereotypical cliches, but you can get away with, you know, you could sort of say, oh, you know, my mum warned me about Spanish girls. She said they're really crazy, you know. And then you can almost take it in the other direction and say, you know, I'm just such an innocent English gentleman. You know, I've got to be a little bit careful here because I can tell that, you know, you've got that fiery Latin look in your, in your eye and sort of go off on that. And so you're trying to do two things at the same time. You're trying to talk for a period of time to give her time to acclimatize herself and adjust and see a bit of your personality. And you're also trying to tease her a bit and position and tease her in a very specific way. So you're, you're positioning her as being a little bit naughty and underlying that is the suggestion probably that, that that's a little bit sexual as well. You're trying to bring some of that energy into it. Cool, cool. All right. So yeah, let's let's keep moving along here. So yeah. you're doing some of this assumption stacking into some storytelling. And I know that a lot of guys, because I'm, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a beginner, right? I hear, I yeah. know this because I've been studying it and, and doing it for so long. So to me, it's just like, yeah, got it, got it, got it. I can tell the guy who's listening might be like, wait, what? Like, that sounds hard. That's really advanced. Like, I, I freeze up. I can't do that. You know, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, and I'm, I'm sure you agree with this, Troy, is that it's, you're not going to get it right away, but you just got to go out and practice it and practice it. It's a skill that needs to be practiced. It's a muscle that needs to be strengthened, you know, to, mm. to be able to just kind of pick something and improv and, and go off of whatever, you know, they look like or what they're doing and just, kind of had fun with it. It's just something that needs to be practiced to get to that point. Yeah, completely. And the one thing that I would say on that as well is that it's tricky when you start and it can continue to be tricky even after you've had the practice. I mean, sometimes, depending on how warmed up I am, how much momentum I've got, you know, I, I might find myself standing there thinking, oh shit, what do I say next? Now, as it is, the other thing that you can do is you, can, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You can have you know, certain stories that you always tell. Certain, uh, and this is, this is different to being scripted because I'm not saying you just go on the internet and learn a load of stuff, but you will start to develop things that you can use more than once. You, know, you can say the same sorts of things. You know, I end up saying the same kinds of things time and time again, and they still work. You know, you, you've got to make it appear fresh and spontaneous, but that makes it a little bit easier. One thing that actually influenced me greatly was, and I forget who said this, but I read somebody who, who, you know, who talks about this stuff, and he said, just lower the bar. You know, just don't, don't think that you have to go out and be the world's greatest you know, verbal improviser, because you really don't. You know, just lower the bar. And 
The other thing that, that I always say is that a lame approach is better than no approach at all. So you've probably, I'm sure you found this as well. You know, sometimes you can go in and, and you will get brownie points for having approached and for coming, you know, for having the balls to approach and for having the sort of the social chutzpah to, to do that. And, they, and girls will be su- surprisingly, not always, but in many cases, girls will be surprisingly forgiving if you then mess up a little bit. You've still got a little bit of leeway. So it's not like everything has to be perfect. I think what's really important is the confidence and the energy that you come in with. If your story's not amazing, you know, you're not going to win a Hollywood, you know, you're not going to win like a, you know, an Oscar for, for screenwriting for your, for your story. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the main thing to do is to just keep talking. The other thing as well is, um, and this works in night game particularly well, but it also works in day game. It doesn't actually matter that much what you talk about. It can be a little bit nonsensical because she's not going to remember it afterwards. Yeah, you know, she'll remember almost nothing of it. Yeah, exactly. The main thing really is to lower the bar and not put too much pressure on yourself. But at the same time, if you can practice improv, you can practice talking in front of a camera, all that kind of stuff, that's gonna, that is also going to help you out. Cool, cool. I like it. Okay, so we went from opener to stacking. What was the next part? Um, so the next part is vibing. So vibing. what you're really waiting for is for what they call the hook point, which is when she hooks on to something that you said and she starts to invest a bit in the conversation herself. So what might happen is say you were talking about Barcelona and you were saying you were staying in this particular part of town and you were at all these crazy parties. If she at some point goes, oh, were you at La Luna Bar? She's then hooked because she has asked a question and that indicates, even if, even if only in a subtle way, that she's happy about the interaction, she wants the interaction to continue. So you're waiting for her to indicate, and it's usually by her asking a question, but not exclusively. You're waiting for her to sort of hook so that you know that she's interested, so that you know that she is in some way sort of on board with this and she's happy to go with you on this. And when that happens, you can then start to slowly sort of reduce the energy a little bit. And, and what you want to do then is vibe with her about whatever it is you're talking about. So, you know, it might be you say, oh, I think you're Spanish, I was in Barcelona, blah, blah, blah. She might say that you're wrong. She might say, well, no, actually, I'm Italian. And then you say, oh, whereabouts in Italy? And she says, Rome. You say, oh, I, I, was, I was in Rome one time. You know, we had this really great time. We hired scooters. We were driving around. It was like Roman holiday with all the cat burn, blah, blah, blah. And, and then you might say something like, oh, but, you know, I have to be a bit careful because my mother warned me that the Italian girls are really naughty and I'm very innocent English gentleman, so, you know, I've got to be careful. Then she might say something like, oh, no, don't be silly. That's, you know, it's not like it at all. I'm, and then, and then you, you want to go into the vibe. So then you might say, oh, so you're one of those good Catholic girls, aren't you? And, you know, at the same time, you're giving her the eye contact. You're sort of raising the eyebrows a little bit. You're, you're, you're sort of trying to inject that sexual energy, not in a creepy way, but just in a sort of subliminal way, trying to inject a bit of sexual chemistry into the thing. Yeah, tension. Yeah. And then you're going backwards and forwards with her. And that's like the vibing stage. Okay, cool. So now you're in convo. Where are we minute-wise into this conversation with the girl? Well, there's an idea that the perfect day game interaction lasts for seven minutes, which is meant to be long enough that it's solid, you know, the the number is solid, but it's not too long that you're there for hours and she's getting bored out of her mind or whatever. I personally don't entirely adhere to that. I think you can do this a lot quicker. I think you can do the whole thing within 
I don't know, certainly under five minutes, maybe even in three minutes or something. You can, we, you can and, sort and of get truncate. A Say again? And get a solid number. Well, here's the thing, right? I think we all have to accept that all of this stuff, there's an element of, of numbers, right? You need, to do, you, need, you need a certain amount of volume in order to, to get where you want to go. And the thing that I found with day game is that it can be very unpredictable. So you can have a really, really long, intense conversation with somebody. You can think, oh my God, this is amazing. We've connected on so many levels. You might even go on an instant date, which is, as you know, you know when you, you might take her to Starbucks, say, listen, let's go for a coffee. You take her to Starbucks. You actually sit with her for 20 minutes. Think, wow, this is amazing. We like the same films. We're just like, we're so on the same level. And then you message her and she, she doesn't come back to you. On the other hand, you can meet a girl and you chat with her for two minutes and you take her phone number and then you message her and then she's at your place, you know, two nights, two nights later. So there's an element of unpredictability about it. And you can argue it both ways, right? Because on the one hand, you can say the interaction needs to last for longer because that way the, the number is going to be more solid. But then Paul Janker, who was the, the, the well-known you know, New York uh, day game dude from the early 2000s, he would say, well, no, you want to keep the interactions very short because you want to leave an element of mystery there so that she, you know, you've swooped in, you've charmed her, you've got the number, and then you disappeared again. So you haven't had time to mess it up. So there, there are sort of opposing views on this. Myself, and I think this is partly a personality thing, I, I quite like keeping it relatively short and sweet. But if you're doing anything between five and seven minutes, I think that's absolutely, that's, that's absolutely ample for it to be solid for sure. Cool. Okay, cool. So, so then we got vibing. And then from there? So then you've got, then you've got investment. And this is basically, because what you want to avoid is the whole thing being too fizzy and too sort of, sort of ephemeral and surface level, right? Because... What can often happen is, and you see this on YouTube videos, or you used to see this on YouTube videos, you get guys going up and doing these crazy like stunts or going, oh, I'm going to go and get a phone number dressed as a banana or you know, some, some crazy wacky thing. And the interaction may look good, but it's not very grounded. And so then the number's more likely to flake because that girl's going to think, well, when she gets home, she's going to think, well, that guy was kind of, you know, he came up and he did all that stuff and I gave him the number, but I don't know anything about him. You know, is he just some player? Is he just some pickup guy? And this is, again, what the London Day Game Model teaches, is that you want to sort of bring the energy down a little bit when you know that she's fully hooked and invested and just sort of chat a bit more normally. So you might say, well, look, actually, I kind of work over there. I was just going to pick up some stuff. You know, talk a bit more about your just mon the mundane reality of your life so that she can understand that you're a real human being as opposed to just some caricature or like a street entertainer or something like that. That makes sense because otherwise it's just going to be a big joke to her. It's not going to be very memorable. You have to get that investment. How do you know when she's yeah. invested? Well, the after the hook point, she has, you know, she's basically shown that she's invested, but you probably want to test that a little bit, you know. So I, I would stay in attraction, you know, say she asked you a question. That's a hook point. That indicates that she's somewhat invested in the interaction. But I would, I would keep the attraction type stuff, the high energy, the flirty type stuff going for a, a few beats more, just, just to make sure. Do you know what I mean? But once she's sort of... And you, you'll learn to pick up these signs as you go along. But once she's giving you good eye contact, she's sort of asking you questions, she is finding ways to continue the conversation... 
you know, you, you get to that point and, and then you think, okay, I, I can tell now she's kind of into this. So now I'm going to dial it down. And, and I, I think it's an instinctual thing, but I think after she has maybe asked a couple of questions or, you know, if she, if she taps you on the arm or, or makes any sort of physical contact, that's obviously a great sign. Little shifts in body language. After you've seen a few of those indicators, you might think then, okay, listen, I'm going to now, I'm going to now turn, turn things down a little bit. I'm going, to go a bit, I'm going to be a bit more normal. I'm going to go into more of the actual average chody guy type conversation to show her that I'm not just this crazy player kind of caricature. So you, you've got to look for a few indicators, but I think at that point you can tone things down. And then we move into the close, right? Exactly. So then what, yeah, then what you want to do is, is close. And you, you've always got to, every time you go into an interaction, it has to be with the intention of closing. And, th- and this is what's good about this, this model, by the way, because it gives you a very clear roadmap of what needs to happen in the interaction. And the final bit needs to be, you need to get her contact details because otherwise it was just a nice chat and you're never going to see her again. Now, there's two, obviously there's two things you can do. You can take her on an instant date, which we mentioned before, which is you say to her, listen, I've got to go to a meeting in a bit, but I've got 20 minutes. I was going to grab a coffee. How about you come along with me? And, you know, we can chat a bit more there. There's a coffee shop down here. You can do that. Or you can get her number. You can get her contact details. I prefer these days to get the contact details because for the reasons I mentioned before, really, you can go on instant dates. I think it's debatable whether they really solidify the number or not. Sometimes they don't. And then you just wasted 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, on, on this thing. So I like to get the number. So what I do is... I will always make some sort of time constraint excuse. So I'll normally say, after the conversation's been going along quite nicely for a bit, and you've gone more into that normal rapport type stuff, I'll, I'll usually say, listen, it's been really nice chatting to you, but I've got a friend waiting for me. I've got to go and meet him in five minutes. However, we should definitely continue this at another time. Let's exchange numbers, and then we can meet for drinks in the week. And what I will generally do is then have my phone out, I'll get it to the page where she can type a number in and actually hand her the phone, which is a classic old school move. Just hand her the phone and say, put your number in there. I'll, I'll drop you a message in the week. And then hopefully at that stage, she's invested enough that she will just put her number in and you can then send her a message from there. Cool. I like it. That's awesome. That sounds like a pretty full guide here in terms of, of what to do. And yeah. my last question for you would be, how do you know when you're doing well? Do you have an idea or any numbers of closing rates or, or any ratios to kind of reach for in terms of numbers to you know how many numbers are going to respond to you and things like that? Like, How do you measure success? Well, I think it's complicated slightly. It, it, it depends on certain variables, right? So like where you are geographically, like London, although it's very good in terms of the population size and the number of girls, I get far more numbers if I go to Eastern Europe. So if I go to Kiev or if I went to Russia, you know, I could go out and speak to 10 girls and I might get nine numbers. In London, I might get three or three to five, depending on how good a day it is or, you know, whatever, but something within that range. So there's partly that. Obviously, there's level of experience and all that kind of thing. I mean, Nick Krauser, who was a a very prolific day gamer, said that he went from approach to close, that is to say, actually actually ending up sleeping with the girl or going into some sort of dating relationship with her. He was about 11%. Paul Janka, who was an incredibly good-looking, as we know, Harvard-educated, suave kind of player type, he was about the same. He was about 11%. 
he probably could have had a, a higher score, but he was very, how do I put it, quite ruthless with, with, with these girls. You know, he would, he would basically invite them straight to his apartment for a date, and if, if nothing happened, he'd, he'd, he'd end the interaction, which is quite a ruthless way of going about it, you know. So what he could have done was, was like maybe dated them a bit more, taken them even sometimes on a couple of dates, and then maybe his score would have been, would have been higher. So it depends on a number of variables, but um, that sort of 11%-ish number has been, has been mentioned for actual going from a cold approach to actual sleeping with the girl has been mentioned by a few people. And I don't think it's that far out of kilter. Now, guys may, may listen to that and think, well, that sounds terrible. That's, you know, you mean I've got to go in. But, but if you think about, the fact that if you spoke to, you know, you can work it back from there, how many girls you would have to speak to in order to sleep with how many. And, and actually, when you think about it, that's not such a bad thing. There's another, there's another thing that you can do to even it up a bit, though, as well, which is to, to go off IOIs. So when you're seeing indicators of interest from girls, and, and when you do that, so you're only approaching those girls who, who actually give you an indicator of interest of some kind, then you can get as high as like a 50% close rate. So it kind of depends on a number of different variables. I think you have to accept that you do have to put a bit of volume in if you're going to get good at this. But the results are very achievable. And they're quite consistently achievable as well once you work out what that ratio is for you. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Dude, this was great. This was great kind of getting to know everything in terms of how to meet women during the day and kind of what to look for and what to practice. If guys want to find you or listen to your advice or work with you, how can they do that? Well, there's a number of places. The first thing to say is to follow me on YouTube. If you just type in Troy Francis, you will find my YouTube channel. I'm posting content on there Monday to Friday very regularly. So check me out there, do live streams, interviews like this, different things, uh, lots of dating advice and so on. My website is called realtroyfrancis.com. So you can go there for different articles and uh, other, most of my other stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it, really. I do a daily email as well, Monday to Friday. So if you go to the, the YouTube channel, you'll see links to that. It's worth getting on my daily email list so that I can keep you updated about, about new products and books and things that I've got coming out. My course, Charisma and Dating Academy, is coming out on the 30th of April, by the way. It's open for five days, 30th of April to May the 4th. And that goes through really a lot of the inner, inner game mindset type stuff you need in order to be successful with day game and, and also with night game as well. And then in the, the final section, I go through a very comprehensive full breakdown of my sort of game model, if you like. So that's something to look out for as well. So, you know, follow, follow me on YouTube, get on the email list, and I'll be sending out more details on, on that soon. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. This was uh, definitely. A lot of good information here and I'm glad we got the chance to speak and, and hopefully we can do something on your channel sometime soon, which would be awesome. And Definitely. That's it, man. Thanks a lot for, for doing this and thanks for helping out. Good stuff. Awesome, man. Great to be here. Thank you.